If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. All right, everybody, we're back. That's right, we're back. And what do I mean by back? Because I've been around. I haven't gone anywhere. But the uh, the rewatch series. We're excited to get that rewatch series. I was so so excited for the movies that we did in uh, Spider-Man rewatch. We did Star Wars. And you guys have just been so fantastic and obviously matrix it's been so fantastic in the feedback and there's been more questions as far as what movies are going to rewatch how are we going to do it and we decided that we're going to line up whatever the big releases are and if there's enough movies to to do that right and obviously the big release this year and my most anticipated and a lot of people's most anticipated is the batman with rob pattinson matt reeves directing so many great people inside of it so we were like, okay, well, we got about seven weeks to do this. So we're how many movies are we going to watch? What are we going to do? And who are we going to do? Who are we going to have to to be on the show? And I know, I know, you guys love Winston and Coy, but unfortunately, they were both available. So we got Winston and Coy. So we're going to be doing myself, Winston Coy, going to be talking about Batman because there's only seven weeks. We're choosing seven movies. There's going to be some where you guys are like, oh, you missed this one, you missed that one, and I said, I know. I know, but there's going to be an explanation as far as why, if we miss some, how we're going to make that up. Don't worry about it. But what I will tell you to worry about is subscribe to this mother effing channel. Do it. Hit the subscribe button. Notification buttons also. Apple Podcast. Spotify. We're moving up on Spotify. Really cooking on Spotify. But you guys, whether you listen to this show on YouTube or not, and you're paying attention on video, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Helps tremendously. Helps keep us on the air. No donations here. But I'm ready to get going, man. We're going to do the rewatch of Batman 1989. Tim Burton, the one who really kind of kicked us off into the Batman live action, not including the Adam West one. I know, I know. But it's this is a big one. This, is, this was still gold standard to a lot of people on on a superhero movie but we're going to talk about all of that and more jack nicholson michael keaton kim basinger robert wool man where's he been all right let's get into this come on it's the big thing what's up everybody here we are it is the big thing and it is Look at these guys. Look at these guys. Hey. I'm, even, I'm even gonna give them this. Boom. Look at that. It is the big Boom. and it is Winston A. Marshall, Coy Jandrew. I have been away from these guys because it is a stupid time. times. I won't I won't lie. It made me kind of sad. You you whatever joke you did about like, you know, I know you guys love Coy, I know you guys love Winston. And unfortunately, they were available. So I, I, I hardcore <laughs> laughed, but I was like, I'm fucking muted. If we were in the same place, you would have heard me in the back talking about, ha! Like, yeah, that was a full cackle. Like, I, yeah. I, it, like, I listened to the full, like, well, like, well done. Uh, thank you, thank you. And I like the fact that within within three minutes and 12 seconds, you guys being on the air, probably within 75 seconds, Winston has already dropped an F-bomb. So that's good. <laughs> There it is. I got it out of the way. I got, no, you got hey, it no. out of the way. Got it out of the way. There'll be more. 
you can't control him. He's at his house. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite is that when people are like, "Why should I be so tough on the F bomb? You curse all the time. They're in a regular." And yeah, but this this Batman kids are tuning into this. Like, it, am I a little bit more? I'm a little. When it comes to big thing, it's like you let it fly a little bit. I mean, if you heard George Lucas and Morgan Freeman and Jeff Goldblum on the show on on. Uh, last thursday or yesterday you would know that uh that f-bombs were a plenty but and we're probably gonna get some more here but this is coy we talked about it off air man the batman series we figured okay we got seven weeks until we think batman is is coming at the batman is coming out so we chose seven movies you want to tell the audience which seven we're going to do so I figure with the structure of the four movies kind of feeling like a unit, you go from the Keaton to the Schumacher as a unit, you've got the same Alfred there. So those films yeah. definitely feel like weirdly a quadrilogy and they're actually packaged together. And then Nolan is three because you've got his trilogy. So that's beautifully seven. I love Ben Affleck's Batman. I think Batfleck is one of the best, but conveniently it is a year of three Batmans because we have Flashpoint coming out this year. So what we can do is watch these seven now and then watch all the Batflex leading up to Flashpoint. That way we reflect both series and it kind of gives us more of that Snyder flavor leading into Andy Muschietti's Batman. I think that's the move. Yeah, Winston, I was thinking of this, man, is that because, to be honest with you, we probably could have even done the Batman, the the Burton Batmans plus Schumacher to lead up to the Fla to Flash or Flashpoint or whatever because it, that almost ties in even more. It's Keaton more directly. Yes, but the yeah. Nolan movies, the Nolan movies to me, if you look at the tone of what we've seen in the trailer thus yeah. far in the Batman, that to me is the best rewatch out of it. But we already kind of we've got seven weeks. We figured why not? And we can use it as reference later on. And because oh, Ben Affleck's supposed to show crazy. up in The Flash also. That's something. Right. And if and when they move the Batman, we can watch the Mask of yeah, the Phantasm right. and some that's goodness. Right. No, no, no. I, I, I think that that's a smart movie. Just looking at how the math works, we would have yeah. gone. We would have between. I'm sure all y'all are aware of this. If you know the world didn't decide to re-end all over again, we would have done more. But yeah. it's this is what time has permitted. So I think that that's uh, the perfect solution to the problem because we'll still cover everything by the time the year is out. Since we have two Batman films to work with. Uh, but I, yeah, I think this is a great, a great game plan. What a it, gift! I know. Well, it's a good start, also because we. It was if we do, if we wait any longer for us to get back in studio, we probably aren't going to do any of these movies at all. So we figured let's just let's just do it. I've been taking guests. Um, I just had Josh Robert Thompson on. I'm having Freddie Prince Jr. on. Danny Fernandez is coming on. We got um, we have uh, Bobby Moynihan coming on the show. Uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy coming on the show. We got we got a lot of we got a lot of guests. Are you going to talk scream and Jamie Kennedy? Because that I is to. I have to. I want to see if I want to see if he's seen it at that point. But uh, Steve Zaragoza, yeah. uh, Jessica Chobot. We got we have so many great just guests coming up. Send send my love to JB Kennedy for whatever reason. Yesterday, I decided to rewatch Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh man! And uh, and uh, oh. you know the, the 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 funniest part about that movie is definitely Anthony Anderson and and Tay Diggs. That was insane. But but it's it is quite the movie. I'll tell you, you know who I reached out to before we get into this Batman thing. Who I also reached out to was are you guys were either one of you guys Sopranos fans? I forget. Not really. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen All it. All right. So on the Sopranos is uh, Steve Sharippa who played Bobby Bacala for a handful of seasons, a big part in it. Um, and his show with uh, Michael Imperioli, Talking Sopranos, was like a massive hit over the last two years, especially in the lead-up to Many Saints in Newark. And Steve Sharippa followed me back on Twitter because he actually booked me um, for a comedy when I opened for Jimmy Walker back at Riviera Hotel in Vegas. And I, and I reached out, and we started following me. So I reached out to him, and I said, I said, hey, so he wanted to go, go on the show. He's like, I'm not doing 
press at this time, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote back, I go, I ain't press with in parentheses, Queens. <laughs> get him bing yeah. bong like, i learned i learned about bing bong yesterday on, oh, on SCN, you? bro it's so it's i just, just learned, learned about, about bing bong i just i didn't know what it out? was i had it's no it's, idea what it was and inside TikTok's out it's another language yeah see i'm talking about inside out so i have no no clue <laughs> oh it's apparently a new yorker thing new yorkers are just out here talking about bing bong all the time at the end of everything yeah, young new yorkers young new yorkers all right let's yeah. uh TikTok let's, new yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 do it. Let's here, here it is. It's Batman 1989. Dude, this movie, it's funny. I went back as I'm gearing it up to watch it last night. I remember, and I've said probably over the years, I, similar to what I think with like Raimi, right? With his, with Spider-Man movies, I was like, I, I, I was, I remember saying it on the air a couple times to ba- to uh, to Batman, to uh, to Ellis that Batman '89 might have been uh, dated, overrated, all those types of things too. I certainly didn't feel that way watching it again, and I don't know if it was the nostalgia that was kicking in for me because I remember because you you humps, you, uh, Coy, I don't even think you were born when this thing came out, but like I uh, was one. We won, okay, and Winston's probably like. <laughs> So I was two dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, why you said Sopranos. I was like, bro, I was like seven. I'm sorry. Like I just was Sopranos. What are you talking about? Is it you can was watch it? it on it's 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 streaming. It was a streaming phenomenon over the pandemic. So I don't want to Yeah, hear. but I, I had Breaking Bad. Like we we had, and I respect that Breaking Bad's only because of Sopranos. When Sopranos started, I was like seven. I was like, I was too weak. Yeah, whatever. Uh so but this but this movie came out in 89. Uh I it was it was a massive, massive phenomenon when it came out. I remember so I was not one or two when it came out, and it was about as big of a movie event as you could get at that time because it wasn't like now it's like every other week you you, you might get a big like spider-man comes out that's a massive one whether it's end game or these big movies that come out it's like okay people boom 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 it wasn't like that in 1989 there were no like this this thing it set off a craze whether whether it was the, the merchandise the fact that they got jack nicholson as the joker like and they had a lot to they had a lot of um positives that they don't have today right that if you were making a movie like this first is that you're really the first one out of the gate we're not including that in west one um you're the first one out of the gate minus superman because batman was was pretty far removed and superman at that point superman ford come out it was a mess people don't care about superhero movies all that batman's darker um so by doing that you and you can manipulate and that's probably what we'll talk about a lot here is you can manipulate the actual lore of Batman, whether it's Jack Napier and all that kind of stuff. And no one's really going to care because it's not like today. If you made a Batman movie and you did what they do, oh, that's not about the origins of the Joker. Blah, blah. Right, they go, right, people right. go nuts. But you had that, you had that. But casting Michael Keaton is something that probably doesn't happen and almost didn't happen in 1989. Bill Murray was supposed to be cast in, in this movie. So uh, Tim Burton, him coming along. So there's a lot of stuff in between, but just the setup for this, the big event feel. Now, uh, Winston, no one because you're a batman guy so when when yep. this movie like when did you when were you first kind of made aware of this movie when did you see this movie for the first time and the first time you ever watched it not with the rewatch sure. what did you think um you know it's funny i only saw it for the first time uh i might have been in my early 20s i had seen i had seen the the uh museum scene a million times just because uh one of my best friends uh, growing up, his mom worked for HBO, so she had it on at the house. So randomly, the museum scene kept coming on, and as a kid, I was out here being like, "Yo, the Joker's cool! Like he just out here playing music and destroying things!" Like, yeah, like at same thing with the money drop, right? Um, I had seen Batman Returns, and then subsequently, Forever and Robin a million times. Okay. Like I, I have all three of those movies pretty steadily memorized. But watching this film, man, I, I remember the first time seeing it, 
having this mentality of both like, man, this is a little bit cheesy, but it's not cheesy in the sense of like when we were talking about like Spider-Man where it was like, over oh, like, ah, like none of that. It's just, it's eighties. Yeah. It's just yeah. 80s. It's and, 80s. And that, and that's it. So it keeps that seriousness. It keeps yeah. that groundedness, but it's just very eighties. Yeah. And once you kind of acknowledge that it's really easy to jack into what is like a, actually kind of a gripping story, to be honest with you. It was coy. So the, the other thing that I, there's a lot of reference, not references, but uh, I guess homage to the Adam West series. There's a lot of times it looks just like you could, if you, if I sat someone down and said, "Hey," especially some of the stuff in the museum, right? But if I, like, you know, when when the Joker comes in to first introduce himself to Vicky Vale, and they're playing the Prince music and they're messing up the paintings, and right before as they come in, they're gassing all the people, and and people are like falling into cakes and stuff like that. Like that's as silly as it is. That that's kind of plucked right out of the Adam West series. It's so smart that Tim Burton being the master of tone that he is was able yeah. to add the gothic style especially in Gotham's architecture mm -hmm. with his dark sensibilities but still reflect both sides of Batman because every time a new Batman comes out including the one in March everybody's like oh it's either too wacky or too gritty there's never yeah. anyone happy because I think Batman's one of those characters that people see in two ways because of Adam West there are people that love the Batman in blue and his out underwear on the outside and there's also people that love the detective gritty Batman. So I think what they did, especially in those scenes is they allowed by using the Joker to blend those tones. So everyone was happy, which is something that to this day, I don't think we really get to do because we pick which lane we're going in. You can't have those hijinks in the Battinson movie really. And Tim Burton was able to do both. And I think that's one of the reasons it stands up so well over 30 years later. It does. And I'll tell you this, the other thing as I was looking at it and watching this movie, and I remember that one of the big criticisms or not even criticism, but just a, a statement made by a lot of people, myself included, was that, well, how much is this really a Batman movie and more of the Joker origin story and, and the Jack Nicholson movie? And a lot of that is true where, where they, there's a heavy focus on him and, and, and understood because of the star power that he brought in at the time. Remember, this is 1989. Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson. You know, One of the biggest paydays of all time is this movie for Jack. Of course. And he got like points on the movie and all that. So he's like 52 years old, whatever he is at the time that he does it. Michael Keaton is a comedian that no one, Mr. Mom, that nobody thinks should be in this movie in the first place. So, but I will say that watching this movie back, Winston, there was a lot that uh is in depth with with bruce wayne and who he is and the character and the fact that trying to find love and all these types of things and there's some homages by the way to like classic film there's a moment after vicky vale finally discovers that um bruce wayne is is batman and he's sitting in the in the cave alfred lets him in and she, they say like is whatever she says about love is it possible to love blah 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 and it's plucked right out of like a 40s or 50s movie and it works really well in that particular scene did you see that as well no, I, I I I think so. I think that there's a lot of stuff in here. I keep trying to remember if do you have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight got a, more popular because of this or if it was from something else. I think it was this. That really, I think yeah. it was this, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but th there was a lot of those a lot of those moments where you're seeing pure filmmaking. I mean, we'll get to the Schumacher films, which have a special spot in my heart. Goodness, um, for how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Like, you know, bat nipples and all that stuff. Yeah. But you could see, like you said, as Koi said, yeah, yeah. and badass, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tap a badass, tap a badass. Uh, so either way, the idea that you, like Koi said, you get some of the zaniness. Um, again, the moment that sticks out more than anything other than the museum is the money drop, which yeah. is then come immediately flipped with mass murder. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the tonality there, that's the Joker. Like, so by picking yeah. the Joker, you have that option where it's like the whole concept of the Joker is chaos and the yes. chaos of the tone mixed with the greed of Gotham, which is a huge problem throughout the films because Gotham's a character and what we perceive as trust. The guy had just poisoned all of our, you know, cosmetics and immediately, which is straight from the comic books and immediately going into murder, both sets the tone, allows for the tone yeah. and is the character. And for me, I've always kind of thought, you know, the best... The best combination of Bruce Wayne and Batman for me has been Christian Bale. I love Ben Affleck when he's in the suit, and I love a lot of him out of the suit, but there's definitely moments where I'm like, oh, there's Ben Affleck. Like, I definitely, when he got out of the car in in the, the first appearance, I was like, it's the prick from Fashionable Mail because Kevin yeah. Smith's ruined Ben. For me. <laughs> but when, when I see Michael Keaton, I'm able to go like, oh, that's Bruce Wayne yeah. in a different way. The scene in yeah. his house when he's like, following them behind looking at all the uh yeah that's like yeah. to me one of the best bruce wayne scenes and i didn't that's, remember that until funny. this rewatch yeah. how good forgot he, too. he goes uh it's from japan it's like we're, and and how, how do you know that because about it in japan it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most michael keaton response it was so uh, but, great but it was so well done and it, it was, he, he really looks really over well and he's just like bruce wayne and then as he's leaving he, he what does he say to him he goes oh yeah and get a get knox grant it was so it, like it's just yeah. bruce wayne it's Bruce Wayne mixed with Michael Keaton, which really works, and so it, it it painted him like right away. I mean, it made Michael Keaton even more of a, like a massive star, and rightfully so for the way that he was able to play with with um, with Burton. And Burton knew him, trusted him, obviously, and I, so I, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice come first. I think Beetlejuice was first, wasn't it? I think it was like two years earlier. I think Michael Keaton is the one. Andrew Garfield of Batman's. I think Michael Keaton's the one that people forget. Yeah. I think he's the one that actually embodies both characters. Yeah. I think he's the one that's more directly from the comic books. I think Val Kilmer is your Toby. I think George Clooney. I mean, George Clooney is your Toby, and Val Kilmer is your Tom Holland. Val Kilmer should be great on paper in the cinematic essence. It didn't work because the writing. George Clooney is certainly the weird choice, like Toby is. Right. And you got your Michael Keaton. That's both. He's from the comics. We'll get into the Val Kilmer stuff when we get to that movie. But I know so much more about that and all how that worked after watching Val. I don't know if you guys have seen the doc. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get it's we'll incredible. get incredible. I would recommend Winston before we get into that movie to watch Val okay. because that's uh, okay. he gives a lot of insight or at least a part. I mean, the whole movie's great, but it, at, at least the part where he's talking about Batman, there's a lot of insight in there that we can that we can use for that movie. But it's on Amazon Prime, it's A24's first documentary. Yes, okay. it is, and it's uh, it's Andrew Freed, my my good friend uh, Andrew Freed from Boardwalk Pictures produced it and found it. Oh, it's incredible! Congrats wow. to him. That was that's good work. Yeah. Um. All right. So as we talk about this movie and how it starts out and the tone of it, and Winston said it too. I think that what I what I definitely step back on things that I've said, this is really beautiful filmmaking for 1989. There is a lot. There's of course there's some camp. There's some stuff that happens to like that. You can today in 1989, you can give it a pass, but it wouldn't fly today as far as story and plot points. Like you spend all this time with Vicki Vale and the Joker climbing up the tower to figure out how the hell to get up there. And then random thugs just keep showing up. Like they just yeah, <laughs> yeah. how they get up there, right? And then the stupidest thing, by the way, the stupidest thing that I remember as a kid watching, going, "Cut that out!" And I even audibly <laughs> when Commissioner Gordon, the bell falls, and Commissioner Gordon goes, Ugh. Like, "What are you doing? Get out of here!" <laughs> Five seconds, he goes, he's like, "All right, come on, let's go." You should have said that the second the bell fell down. Get out of there! What are you doing? Trying to push it? Do a sit up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me with some of these action moments that you mentioned, I remember people getting so mad at, um, and understandably so, just because of where the tone was, but people getting so mad at Snyder about 
Bemish is already killing everybody. Like, what the oh, hell? Murders and, everybody and in this place. Here's, so the many thing. People. here's the thing. He starts off not killing. He starts off right. holding the guy over right. the thing or whatever, and you go, okay, cool, Batman's not going to hurt nobody. When he realizes that the Joker is the one that killed his parents, he goes to Murder. the factory, drives the car in, puts the shields up, and blows up a everybody. factory of, like, 50 dudes. Yeah, like, and, he, and he's merciless. Straight up just machine gunning people down on the, on the float which and then and he tried and i don't know how he didn't hit the joker he shoots <laughs> dude shoots he with a machine gun he shoots four rockets and a machine two gatling guns and he misses and everything that's the kind of stuff i mean like they get away with that in 89 you can't get away with that today but like and the other thing i'm going to throw i'm hoping to throw some knowledge on koi here which i only get a couple of these every once in a while Koi, do you did you read the the adaptation of uh the the, the the comic book of Batman, the the stuff where Billy D. Williams becomes Two Face and all that. I don't know if that happens in the and this this is just a straight up adaptation of the of the novel that of the excuse me of the the, the movie that they made into a very this off of the story very uh, um, detailed and leading up to the release of the movie and then afterwards and it was like a massive seller again. This was you were you were either you were one. So, I think that the '90s ad or the late, late '80s adaptation I read in the '90s, but I haven't touched it since. So, do you remember what the difference between the movie is and the comic book in the float scene that Winston was talking about when he's gassing everybody? Nope. The money is not real. It's it's Joker face. Every so it is Joker bucks the way Usher did that at the strip club. Oh my bucks. lord. So also the money looks fake in the movie. That's fantastic. It looks, it looks fake. And that's why I was looking for it because the reason I think they maybe cut that part out or decided not to go with it is because in the in the comic book, people are going, What the hell? This is this is fake. And then he gasses everybody going, haha, got you again. Um, but he but he does it be, and the reason I think they make it look real is that everybody on the street's still jumping for money and and he's and here he is ready to gas people. Although once the balloons are gone, everybody's just like, all right, try to kill us. That's cool. Nobody nobody, <laughs> no, nobody if anything, I don't know if you noticed, people start then running at the bags on the float and just stealing money out of the bags. And he's like, he, he looks at his dude and goes, Can I borrow your gun? That's for screwing this up. All right, get him out of here. I don't want nobody yeah, here. That bothered me, though, st back then, and it bothers me today. Bob was the only one loyal to him throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and, and, like, and it wasn't Bob's fault. It wasn't Bob's fault. And Bob, Bob was <laughs> he, he takes out Bob. Agents I, of chaos. Yeah, but I just felt that was a little out of text because I felt like he was pretty. He he liked Bob throughout the entire thing. And he says, like, there were tons of idiots you could have killed. They, 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 his this. His thugs, again, a pass for 89. His thugs are very similar to those stupid uh, idiots in uh, in Hawkeye, the, the tracksuit morons. Like, the, it's a, <laughs> they're very similar. It's like, who's going to be intimidated by these guys? But he has more of a family than Boba Fett does in his show. <laughs> so so, so there's, there's that. I, I feel like the Jack Nicholson and all gets a lot of a free pass. But to me... It definitely felt more like Jack Nicholson with makeup on than the Joker at yeah. any point. And okay. a lot of people are like, he's my favorite, blah, blah, blah. And hey, respect to you. Everybody's got their own opinions and preferences. But to me, I never felt like even as a kid, that was the Joker. I felt like it was Jack Nicholson doing his like, I'm a crime boss thing. So I felt like the killing of the of the the guy was at least a little chaotic as opposed to Jack just being Jack most of the movie. So that didn't bother me as much as like, there aren't a lot of Joker isms except for the plot based ones. His acting just feels like Jack Nicholson to me. Yeah, I mean, look, that's so that's also a product of 
by the time that you saw it, what are you like 10 the first time you saw this movie, Koi? Uh, I think I was six. I was, re- I was pretty young. Right, so it's in the mid 90s when you're watching this movie. And by the time you really grasp who Jack Nicholson is, you're probably 15, 16, whatever the when you really start to appreciate his work. So that, that's a lot of that's a lot of time removed to become even more of a star inside of that 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 zeitgeist right to you so jack nicholson is jack nicholson he's the guy at the laker games he's the guy doing all this stuff and and so it's hard and we've talked about this before when you pick big movie stars into these roles like this it's hard to separate um for me it's not that because i was definitely aware of jack nicholson at the time i saw this but he didn't have that same type of thing that he's got maybe in like late nineties or 2000 when you saw it uh, as, as a, as a teen then. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but I thought that he adds a lot of insanity. Like some of the stuff that he does and the choices that he makes, like even when he's like sitting at the desk after he kills Jack Napier and he's like, boop, boop. And he's just losing his mind. Like there's certain insanity choices that he makes that it's almost like plucked from um, some of the stuff he did in, in one flew over the cuckoo's nest and, yeah. and all these roles and the way that he's able to, he, it is, it is a really great performance. It really I, is. I definitely caught some shining Nicholson in there for 100%. sure. Like, the, like, like, like the, like the, and I, I guarantee you that's probably why they tapped him for this. Yeah, well, I'll say des- design wise, as far as the Joker, I didn't love, the permanent smile the way like it's different mm-hmm. than what they did with ledgers because with those scars the way they are he can still emote that's the thing with the joker everything is a joke yeah. to him but there are some serious moments where the joker is mad where the joker right. is upset and so production wise just looking at that that might be a, a a critique i might have on that but i loved him readily playing with regular makeup to look like a normal yeah. dude and try and trick people in that regard. I thought little and the things water like that scene. Really well, done. well, that's mm-hmm. why that's why all of this is so. Like as I mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned that that the look of the permanent smile. That's why I mentioned earlier on that it's okay, that they got another. They get a lot of passes in this movie, and rightfully so. Of uh, one of the passes that they get is you can mess with the lore. You can mess the, with these things because this was this this wasn't the same type of f- fan base and they weren't the same type of executives making movies at that point you know these are people there are a lot of old school people making movies who probably didn't understand what the hell was going on with the batman but here's this hot shot director that did uh did beetlejuice did all these movies let's get him in here fine let's get burton he's gonna do it he's gonna do batman for us well superman hit maybe batman will hit for us and and you know and and that's kind of how it all went down because the look itself there's some that's why I mentioned the Adam West stuff. They, they there's a lot of Adam West stuff. Even this thing with the, it, but mixed as you guys mentioned before, mixed with a very dark tone with it. Where the perfect example of that is when when Napier meets with all the crime bosses, and then Tony, whatever the guy's name is, he, he it's the silly thing. He buzzes the guy to, to a, into a skeleton as the guy burns him, and he's like, "I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> I'm glad you're dead." Like that whole thing is so good. <laughs> But it's so stupid. Like, what does that buzzer yeah. do? Like, what is it? Where do you get that? Where do, <laughs> And he says, he goes, where Where does he get these wonderful toys? You have a buzzer. That's That was my thought. My thought was like, bro, you have an acid flower. You have a shocking buzzer. You have a gun with a little bang flag. And then you pull yeah. a massive revolver you use as like an anti-aircraft gun. He's got a lot of like, toys. What are you got talking about? A lot of about? toys. He's just, that's, yeah, that's that's the envy of the Joker. But and the other one is Robert Wool, right? Robert Wool pop, pops up. Up and like, who would have thought he's as Knox? He, he really adds a lot to this movie. He really does. He has a lot of personality to it, and I love the idea that he's just he's trying so he's he strikes out more than the worst player on like the Yankees or or anything. Like he he, he, keep, 
he keeps going. He keeps going after Vicky Vale throughout the entire movie, and she's just like, "Yeah, cut it out. Here's a, here's a kiss on the cheek, stupid." Right? And but but he keeps trying. He tries to cock block Wayne a couple times. Your your friend Wayne's really screwed up, huh? And she she's like, "Do you realize that you're probably." running me back into his arms because i want to try to help him now um and all of that stuff it was there was there was um but he was great he and his comedic timing worked very well and he leads us into the story inside of how no one believes that the bat is real and nobody believes that these things and and how he, he he's ballsy as hell to go up to harvey dent i really wish they would have capitalized more on the harvey dent storyline with, with billy d williams i know they were probably going with that eventually that was the third one that was the, that was the, that was was the plan they were building him up and then he they were going to have billy d and that's the thing you take an actor as 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 amazing as billy d and that's the thing with harvey dent yeah. super charismatic so then when when the tragedy befalls him, it is such a fall from grace. So I, I hate that that never came to fruition. There's a comic book out right now. They're on issue six of Batman 89. And it's oh, really? Batman 89 story continued. And it's wow. Billy D. Williams Two-Face. So they actually adapted what would have been the third film into the comic with uh, Wayans as Robin and everything. You've just you've just sold me on a comic book, and I haven't read a comic yes. book. Yes, you got to send that. Send me that link. I'll read yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's I'll incredible too. My whole life's mission accomplished. Just then, I, probably just because I just watch this. But I do have a lot of questions as far as the mechanics on how certain things work. Um, with yeah, I love the the Batmobile in this one. I still love. Yeah, the, it's my favorite. I do too. In the Flash, I love that when he's just like shields and the, the, it, it it all those the way that that plays. The one question I do have. Bat, yeah, Batman's suit though. That's the one thing. How Dude, does he? Neck, how does he shave his balls? That's what I. That's what I mean. <laughs> Is it, how is he shaving his balls? Nobody knows the, the question to it, but I think I have an answer, gentlemen. I believe that Batman is using Manscaped. I really do believe so. I believe that he is using Manscaped, and I believe that this is exactly, 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 exactly uh, what he's doing, and I'll tell you why. He's excited. We're excited, and cheers to all you guys to 2022 and resolutions that you can actually keep this year. How about having clean and shiny bowls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped, they're here to save your balls and make the ball drop. You like that? Into 2022. It's the cleanest and sexiest ever. See your New Year's resolution with good intentions and join those 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. But you got to use the exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code big thing, appropriate, for 20% off and free shipping. So many things I'm going to be doing. I got. I, I have a lot of this stuff, the, the, the nose hair stuff. I got the, the ear hair stuff. I don't want to look at my grandpa. My grandpa did. He had like wires coming out of his head. I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to be able to use the. Uh, this is what I use often. I use all this stuff to be honest with you. The shampoo, body wash, all of it. It's new year. It's a new me. The global leaders in below the waist grooming this year. Take your package to the next level with performance package 4.0, and it's got that brand new ultra premium body wash. I love this stuff. Grooming routine. It's not complete. You got to use the crop preserver and the crop reviver before showing off your 2022 self. This unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body, and it's a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and their anti-shaping boxer briefs as a free gift to keep all those goodies stored comfortably. Now, whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, you got to be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our, the exclusive offer, 20% off, free shipping. But you got to use that code, big thing. Choose it. Choose it right. And cheers. To new balls in 2022. Get 20% off free shipping with that code big thing, manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Don't forget to use that code big thing. It's a new year. 
No pubes in 2022, everybody. Don't do it. Manscaped. All right. Let's bring them back. Let's bring them back. How'd you like that transition? That was great, man. It took me off guard. I was about to talk about how he can't move his neck to save his life, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but his bat balls are smelt. <laughs> no chafing. Nice as... Dude, you don't want you don't want that stick. You don't want all that hair getting tangled oh. up with that latex thing. Got... Stuck. You talking about yeah, that? That's that's a wonderful toy, Jack, right there. Yeah, um, smooth. Lots of stuff that's going on in this movie. I'll tell you though, I love, uh, love, love Michael Caine. I love, uh, I'm loving Andy Circus, but I'll tell you what, and Jeremy Irons, but this guy, this is my favorite Alfred. Four of them. I mean, he just, he's got the light. Really? I'm wondering if there's anything they play around with Flashpoint, because the fact that we've got one Alfred for three different Batmans is interesting. Like, I don't know if that becomes a thing. I don't know if they make a lot of dialogue about it. One is Alfred. Playing, is he playing, he's playing the same Alfred for all three? Yeah. And like obviously, back in the '90s, they didn't care about continuity. They didn't care about multiverse stuff. But no, 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 you, no, no, no. you kept, you kept sorry, Gordon sorry. and Alfred and changed your Batman. I misunderstood what you were saying. Um, because they remember in the Val Kilmer one, they they treated as if that's that's Michael. He's Keaton. the same Michael. Keaton. Yeah, because but they, I right. Yeah, because they it even just pulled, doesn't make sense. Right. They, pulled, <laughs> they, they throw a reference to Vicky Vale at one point, but it's such a different tone and different movie that it. You're right. It doesn't make sense. But this movie plays very well. Um, with you've got. I mean people who are watching it now and trying to put a Nolan spin or a Matt Reeves spin on it, or hell, even the Zack Snyder spin on, on Batman, you're going to be super disappointed because that's not what this movie is. As Corey said, and there's a lot of corny stuff. There's a lot of 80 stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that um, I think that took big risks and, and, and kind of paid off. And I think that there's, it's the relationship with Vicki Vale and Bruce Wayne that really worked. The chemistry is great. And, and Kim Basinger is just a fantastic choice for this role. Oh yeah. And Jack Nicholson, and the Jack Palance stuff in the beginning, because you are my number one a guy. Like that whole that that's. I mean, how many times is that quoted all the time? I think Sam Levine quotes that when he wakes up in the morning. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> yeah, he looks. He looks. He looks in the mirror, and he just then he walks out of the house. Um, but I um, but yeah, man. So Winston, talk to me a little bit about some of the stuff that stood out to you in this movie, particular scenes that you really enjoyed. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, one. I think this is probably my favorite vehicle design across all the Batman films. I, yeah. I never really liked the idea of the Batmobile turning like more and more tankish. Not that like it doesn't have tank stuff, but like yeah. the idea of like essentially a James Bond car, but with like bat emblems. Same thing. Yeah. I think it's the best Batwing design. The fact that it, it just is that perfect kind of uh, circle, just with the bat cutouts. It's all my favorite stuff in that regard, and, I, and I, I think about that all the time. I also love the fights, even though sometimes they can be a little corny. You get a little bit of the, the Indiana Jones thing with the sword guy, the kick to the face. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's twice. So like, it's twice. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, two separate overly acrobatic thugs. Yes. yes. <laughs> the dude that, that jumps in with a kick and they do the zoom yeah. in. Like, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen Undercover Brother, but there's one point where he does a flying kick and he's flying for like a good 10 seconds. So the dude, you see his leg just... Yeah. Oh, so about undercover brother how about the big black guy that kicks the crap out of batman in this oh, like I just Whoa, beat batman. and then of course he gets murdered he instantly batman goes you know what enough of this and hits him <laughs> to the bell and throws him off the someone tower. can beat me <laughs> and murder him another guy's out you were beating me to a pulp i'm gonna grab <laughs> you like a sean michaels move in 1994 <laughs> and flip you down and watch you die <laughs> the body count of this batman is insane it's high bro it's it, high it, so it, 
Yeah, it is. It is. He kills everybody. And he even says to the Joker, he goes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, like, he's yeah. not a good guy. And, like, that's cool because it's Michael Keaton, but it's also, like, for me, not Batman to I, me. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know about not a good guy because, I mean, a lot of times, when we, like, we see, we, see, we see people in our movies that are good guys that have to go through, like, John McClane, good guy, kills a lot of people. <laughs> But like but, in the yeah. comic, Batman would have gone in and lured all the thugs out, and then that's, he would have dropped the bomb. Like this, he's you're, like, you're just saying, you're saying he makes different moral choices. Doesn't mean does, he's, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean doesn't mean he's not a good guy because he is. I mean, no. he's a, yeah, he goes there for a lot of reasons. His, Net his positive opening, guy, right? It's all his all his look. They even Robert Robert Wolf says it. Your dude's messed up. Like, <laughs> yeah, he'll murder you. And throw you down, and then as Winston said, he's not even if if you are not if you don't have a line in this movie, he's going to drive in, not even drive in himself. He's going to remote control your extra ass and blow you up, like that's what he's not did even worth his physical time. No, I mean, the extras. I mean, real realistically, Batman has a tendency. If you look at like the D and D scale of what kind of character, normally Batman is lawful good. He's not going to murder anybody. He's always going to do whatever. In this case, he's more chaotic good, where he's like. At yeah. first, he's like, yeah. "Get the job done," and the yeah. minute he finds out that Jack Napier is the same dude that killed his parents, a switch flips where he goes from yeah. "I'm going to lightly maim you" to "I to, don't care anymore." I'm blowing up factories and throwing people off of bell towers. You know, and if you ever had the opportunity to curse and get away with it, it was right then, and you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the opportunity, he had the opportunity to go batshit. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, Christian. You have to understand. I, I tried to turn the switch down, <laughs> yeah, but I, I I couldn't let that one go. Um, but there's a lot in there. But I think that that's he he does. You, I was comparing and not saying which I like better. Just comparing the versions of like Bale and this Bruce Wayne, right? And Bale, his his Batman was just kind of when it, as a kid off the cuff, just getting angry, trying to kill Falcone, doing all this stuff, and then has to be trained by Raza Ghul and does all these. And, and there's just so much more to the training that you get. Um, and you see why he, every version of Batman is messed up and rightfully so. But this version, like he's, he's got a screw loose. I mean, he's a good guy, but he's got a screw loose and you see it a couple times. The one that stands out to me the most is not the big over the top. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That I mean, that was that was that's calculated. It's when the Joker, by the way, getting away with things, throws a pen into a guy's neck. There's a cop that's standing in the back going like this. Bro, bro. <laughs> There's a bunch of cops watching murder happen on this All steps. The, on the steps and, he's like, and he's like dancing around. Nobody says anything to him. And then and then but Bruce Bruce Wayne is standing around and just gets clipped in the arm and he's just like whatever, I have seven of these jackets. And it's just like <laughs> It's it, it was it's just that those little moments, those things kind of stood out to me more in this than uh, than they had in the past. Well, I mean, I've always liked that Bruce Wayne is the the broken mask that Batman wears. Like yeah. Batman is who he actually identifies yep. as and Bruce yep. is the facade. I do feel like in this iteration, Michael Keaton is able to get that deranged in a really beautiful way. I feel like yeah. we're going to get a very interesting like 
the clenched fist of Robert Pattinson is going to be interesting because it feels like him fighting thugs is his therapy. Like he's a broken, violent man. I don't consider Michael Keaton a broken, violent man. I consider him more like pathological, psychological. He's got more like inner demons. And I think that was going to be reflected more in the Ben Affleck stuff because we saw that that bat they built where he was going to be looking at the like the entity of the bat concept in a different way. So I feel like Ben Affleck's and Keaton's Batman are the most similar to me. Um, because Val and George Clooney are kind of similar in that billionaire playboy element. And then Bale to me is a just sociopath. Like Bale doesn't relate to people. Bale is just training and trying to fix himself, but he's got that Bateman thing going on. So they're all really different. But to me, Affleck and Keaton are the most similar in their take on what Batman is. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think so. I, I, I certainly think so. And I, and I, I would also make that argument that you said, Coy, that I think, Bales, Bale specifically, I think, is more Batman pretending to be Bruce. Yeah. Whereas for me, Keaton feels more Bruce, who also happens to be Batman. You know what I'm saying? To me, like, to he, me it feels like a, a coping mechanism. Yeah. To me, the, the mask feels like a coping a mechanism, cope, yeah. as opposed to, like, I've always seen Batman as Bruce Wayne as the coping mechanism you know what he says that it, he has to do I publicly. Agree. I you agree. You know I what agree. he says, though, inside of the... That's why I think I, I think I lean with, with Winston, where I see, like, because Bale, Bale, once he's Batman, just seems like that's who he is. That's who he is. That's who he's supposed to be. As where Keaton even says it in the movie, it, it's it's a job to him, right? And he says it. He goes, it's time yeah. to go to work. It's time to yeah. go to work. And like to him, yeah. it's a job. Um, whereas I think for Bale, that's who he is. And he's just, he, he's putting on the, the facade. And Because you see a few scenes the, the in the dinner. Thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and for like me, dinner. the ballerina thing is the, is the Bale moment of, okay, how can I use Bruce Wayne yes. for yes. Batman yes. to get what he wants? Right. Or and him he, studying Aaron Eckhart at dinner as Batman, but wearing the mask of Bruce Wayne to get right. into the dinner. That's why I think, because in this, he really is Bruce Wayne trying to explain the other side of him. Because even that whole scene where he's like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. He's trying to get it out. Like he's yeah. trying to, like he's, so yeah. it is him trying to give, and he even, but he breaks it down. He breaks this conversation that we're having down in that scene. And he's just like, you ever, you ever wake up in the morning and you do this? And, and he's having this whole, just, he's, he's trying and he's, he's failing miserably at it. And even says like to a, 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 a photographer who is on the road all the time, never sleeps. And he's like, you have that person and that person does this. And she's like, no, he's no. I forget it. make it work. And it's like it's it's a great scene and it and it takes those and it and it it was the risk I think that you can understand studio executives at the time who maybe inappropriately a lot of not inappropriately, that's not right, right? Um who are not 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 justified judge people and stereotype people going the comedy guy mr mom who's going to do this uh the, the the guy that was in uh whatever tv show he was in and that guy really and then when you realize that because you see this is this is the brilliance of what michael keaton did he allowed other actors he opened the door for a lot of actors in that in that capacity of because you can have that conversation we're gonna put jim carrey in a in a serious movie well michael keaton did a batman like how many times i mean and how many times did you hear like when people like the reverse of this when Heath ledger was cast nobody thought he should be cast as a joker right right and then people started to say a few things in that side of that argument and it was yeah but everybody said that about keaton and batman and look how that played mm-hmm. out 
And now that's now now they're in the same category. We have people said that about Keaton and Batman. People said that about Ledger and, and the Joker. Let's wait to see what they can do. Pattinson and Batman, man, every one of them. Like it feels it's, like the, it's a tradition. I, don't, don't bring that up because Christian's gonna yeah. go right back right. to me being on Cloud Alive with him, and I went at Pattinson. Oh, for dude, a Pattinson's gonna crush. Were yeah. you an anti-Batman? I, I think so. He wasn't. He he was. So he sat down for Collider Live. We sat down. We talked, and I and Roxy and I were ringing the bell for Pattinson before he was cast. Before he was cast, and then I that might even be the time Winston came on before he was even in cast. And I and we said like, hey, we want him. And Winston's like the Twilight Kid. No, and I said, (laughs) you gotta watch the Rover. You gotta watch Party Time. What movie's called? And and and, and, those are the movies you gotta watch with the Safdie brothers when he did. Um, and that this kid is a great actor. He's a great actor. He just there's a the problem is that. It, very similar to what we're talking about here. With that's Keaton. what I mean. That's what I mean. The parallel is a lot of times you cast outside of the public perception yeah. of the actor because he be was science? seen as a knight's tale in ten things, and like that guy's one of the best actors of all time. Yeah. So and Keaton, we, yeah, Keaton comes in and does this stuff, but uses those comic sensibilities in scenes like that. And that's yeah. how you balance alongside Burton this yeah. hokey with dark tone. Yeah. You don't have actors that can play both sides, like your Nicholson, like your Keaton, like all these people. You're not going to make this movie work. There's just yeah. massive performances in this in this movie, and and Kim Basinger as well. And and mm-hmm. there's, there's just so many perform the performances and the tone and the back and forth and watching these pros, these kind of legends go at it. Um, you can you can see these moments and why and why it just plays. And it's funny, like I and I think that. We've said this so many times about some of the movies we've watched in this rewatch series, and I'm glad we're. And one of the reasons I'm glad we're doing this is because I think that as you get older and you watch movies more in a different way, you can appreciate them in different ways, right? And I and I had such a I had a such a stance tone on, on two of them, and this one for sure, where I said, okay, maybe it's in that Raimi, maybe it's a little overrated. I don't feel this movie's overrated anymore. I really don't. Um, I think that it for for the the ground that it set the 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 tone that he was going for and everything that he really tried to put into it um i loved it and the other one was batman returns i hate that movie i hate it um yeah, i'm wondering really i hate it but i'm wondering remember i have i've refused to watch it i haven't watched that movie in maybe 15 years so so i don't why why, why do you hate it because the 1989 movie is everything that you were just saying it's batman mixed with tim burton it's about mm-hmm. maybe 60 40 batman over burton right batman returns is 80 percent tim burton and 20 sure. Batman. so you're uh, not a burton fan or you don't like that it sacrificed Batman? i just don't like i do like I, beetlejuice is one of my favorite movies of all time uh edward scissorhands i love i love old school burton for sure there's no doubt about it i just i felt that when a director does it it's in very similar to what we talked about in, in spider-man right sometimes Raimi overpowered spider-man Got it. And I like the the tone to complement the material more so than the material just showcasing the director. I I respect that. You can definitely tell once you get to returns. And I rewatched it, uh, you know, helping Chandru prep last season. Um, I don't like it as much. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it as a kid. Um, I I it's it's ironically i can i can say it's a better film than forever and robin but i put both forever and robin above returns for me just because we're watching them there is there is a nostalgia there that just jacks me in um, we are gonna have such different rankings this time as opposed to returns is next to dark knight for me 
But I, return, whoa, Returns. No, yeah. sir. No, yeah, like no, Dark Knight sir. Returns no, for me. Wow. Like, no, 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 no. I know, so it's going to be interesting. Like, Darina loves Batman Returns. It's her I think Returns is like uh, honestly one of the best superhero but, films. I got to I got to see it again. I'm not going to I'm just telling you for that's why I enjoy the rewatch because even watch like I had I really had a lot of nostalgia watching it last night and here and we're not talking about it enough. Uh, the the music is out of control. Oh my god, Danny Elfman, Elfman, man. man, and not just Elfman, Prince, right? Prince, the the yeah, the, the, yeah, the original right? songs, Party Man, like all that stuff, like the the Party Man, the stuff that he's going on. He, they get this is why trust, yeah. But this is why I keep trying to tell people how big this movie was when it came out because Prince, this is 1989 Prince. So Prince is peak Prince right Prince, now. Yeah, peak, yeah. peak 1989 Prince, and they got him to do the whole soundtrack. Plus, you had Danny Elfman doing the score. You had all this. I mean, this. When I tell you that that there were for for weeks, there were lines around buildings to see this movie. Like it I was four hundred mil, especially at eighty nine. That's when movies were like six dollars. Like, yeah, movies yeah. cost like the actual yeah. ticket. Yeah, eighty nine. That's that's massive. It was huge. And I think that at that point, it's like you just you do want to go back into a DeLorean and tell some of these idiot. Um, producers at the time who were old school producers right and a lot of them going get start making more of these things put them all together get turn it get batman get christopher reeve and, and michael keaton in a movie do it because people forget before the avengers it was almost unheard of to get those types of movie stars in movies together and pair them all up again right it's, it was it was impossible to do um and because as a kid and i'm sure as action fans for you guys growing up how bummed are you to not be able to go into a category, a, a catalog, and watch a, a prime Stallone and a prime Schwarzenegger together, right? It just never was going to happen back then. But that's why the Avengers did such a thing. But to see Michael Dude. Keaton and Reeve together, that would have been awesome. That Apparently, been they, they wanted to do Nicolas Cage's Superman teaming up with Keaton was the goal. Like, like they wanted to bring in that Superman. Right. And, and, and the perfect. end goal was a, a world's finest movie with the two of them against Lex and Joker was the goal. Um, yeah. And apparently the third movie was going to be Two-Face, Scarecrow, and Joker's coming mm -hmm. back because there was a Joker daughter. And Nicholson was going to come back as like the ghost of the Joker. The story's insane. Wow, uh, insane. So like the third movie was bananas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just now, – that's one thing I will say about this that I didn't quite love. The, it, it happens from time to time, but the Joker is never spurned on by a love interest. He, the, You have Harley Quinn – and there's sort of a love there, but he really just abuses her. He doesn't really. She's so for him pet. to be That's like. That's why the characters, yeah. So to be like, oh, this woman, she's so, she's perfect. I have to do everything to get her from this. That that threw me off a little bit. That's what I'm saying. You can't do that for this movie when it comes to. Adaptation Lord. translation in the 80s. Like it, it's an adaptation of Batman, not yeah, a translation. Because, because of the whole thing with Jack Napier and the, and the, or like the Joker shouldn't have an origin story. A lot of people will say, right. And that's like, but he does, he does in this movie. He doesn't, he doesn't do this the way they did in the comics. That's not what now you can't get away with that stuff. Now you can't do like it because people are, sure. let me, you can try. And that's why I'm very curious to what's going to happen with, like, say, like Uncharted, which is a game that people just love, swear by, and are already going. That's not Sully. I'm. I've said it. That's not Sully. Look like Sully. That's Sully. It's Mark Wahlberg. Come on. That's not what he does. That's not how he is. And when you have enough reference at that point, people just like, oh, there's a Batman movie coming out. That's cool. I'm gonna watch Batman. No one was saying. I wonder if they're gonna connect it to this. There were like a pocket full of comic book nerds, but they didn't give a crap because they were just happy that Batman was coming on screen. That's all it was. So it's like we're we're spoiled by it now. We're spoiled yeah. by it. We see movies like every 